podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the moment of the evening every K-State fan enjoys. Little down and pour a whiskey, crack open a LaCroix. Please put your hands together and make a little noise for your favorite wildcatters, the handsome Bosco boys. Boom, the boys are back, and after roughly 100 days away, the live show is back. If you guys are listening to this on the RSS uh, stream, first off, hopefully hopefully you are listening to it. We went through a very small change in Bosco's Boys organization. If we did our job correctly, you guys will have no clue what we did. Uh, so hopefully everyone is listening to this perfectly and with no issue. Uh, it was a hiatus. Uh, a lot of folks had, had reached out over the last oh, 100 days or so saying they wanted the live show back. Hey, Scott, are you going to bring the live show back? All this stuff. And I, I, I was hesitant at first, but enough folks finally said, hey, we want the show. We We want the live show. So. I am giving it a go. I We are doing this on Zoom. Uh, we'll be tweeting out the link just like we used to. We will be uh, doing it. Uh, you know, you can we can schedule this out in advance. So it, it will be more than just that, uh, you know, just that initial link. So it's, it's going to be a little bit like, uh, what was it? The color cast days where you could schedule things out. So we're going to bring it back. Uh, if folks listen to it, if folks participate in it, we'll keep it going. If folks don't like the Zoom, if folks don't like it coming back, if folks don't listen, then hey, we gave it a try. We tried to bring it back, but I wanted to do that. Before we get into today's topics, I want to give a shout out to our sponsor who's been rocking with us for almost a full year now, and that is Manhattan Brewing Company, folks. Every great summer evening begins with an ice cold beer from Manhattan Brewing Company. If you want a delicious wheat beer, if you want a super hoppy uh, IPA, they got the triple whale IPA going on, just went on tap. If you want a pineapple beer, it doesn't matter what you like, I guarantee they have it. So the next time you're in Manhattan, stop in, get some crowlers to go, get some four packs to go. Get some stuff on tap and then also be polite. I'm telling folks to be polite. But if your local liquor store doesn't have any on tap, you got you to gotta just say, hey, I want it. I need it. Please give it to me. Manhattan Brewing Company, they've been rocking with us almost a full year now. We love them, so please support them when you get the chance. All right, let's get into it, folks. Uh, a lot of stuff has happened this offseason. That said, it hasn't. There hasn't been a ton of what I would call blockbuster events. There hasn't been a blockbuster storyline. There's been some, oh, are they or are they not? Sort of stuff going on with the Pac-12. There's been some big transfer gets. There's been some almost transfer gets. You know, a lot of hype with the K-State football team. Um, Brett Yormark sending the boys to Rucker Park. All sorts of stuff's been going on, but nothing I would call 
Blockbuster. So the very first question with the live show back is going to be, in your opinion, what has been the story of the offseason so far? I'm going with a guy who has been in my Instagram DMs wanting the live show to come back. It is the ambassador himself making appearances on uh, the K-State official uh, Instagram account because I think they had a reels going showing him throwing up the Paracat hand sign in his snazzy purple blazer. It is the ambassador himself, the rodeo cat. Ethan, welcome back to the live show, my friend. Uh, oh, and man. I, I got to ask you, what's been the what's been the story of the offseason so far? I got to roll my shoulders. It feels good to be back. Feels good to be back. Go follow the uh, Alumni Association Instagram for all your alumni um, follow-up needs. But for this quick plug out of the way, but for me, the story of the offseason, if we call it an offseason, I'm a firm believer in no offseason. But um, hey, I'm right there with you. There is no offseason, uh, especially when, you know, cranking out episodes, cranking out content. And then, of course, everyone knows, whether it's from the sunny shores of California or up to the northeast, K-State fans never take any time off. So you're correct, Ethan. There is no offseason. All right. But the story for me has been – the um, growth and confidence and emergence of the football team being Will Howard's team. And uh, just uh, I've been in, had some opportunities to, to see Will talk with Will and he's just, he's owning the team. He does. He is, um, you, you hear it in interviews. He just has so much confidence going into the season and his teammates reflect that. No, I, I, I love that one, and, and that's something that I've kind of uh, picked up on. And I don't want to say picked up on, but it, it's something that has been interesting to follow because I even said I, I think Will Howard could even stand to have a little bit more cockiness, a little bit more coming uh, to himself, but the team seems so behind him, and it's not just the team. You know, the secret group of insiders that meet every Wednesday, some of the stuff they're saying about Will Howard, folks, I mean, we, we we could be looking at, you know, Chris Kleiman's best ever pro quarterback. Granted, some of the some of those guys have uh, kind of fallen a little bit flat on their face. Shout out to Easton Stick. Uh, but oh, I, you I, read I, my mind. Dog, yeah, I, read I'm my right mind. there with you, Ethan. It, I, I, I think we could potentially see one of the most prolific seasons for a K-State quarterback ever. And maybe this will be a topic later on. But I think that has a little bit more to say with the direction I think Colin Klein's going to be going, some of the whispers about the Colin Klein offense. Uh, I, I think it's going to be a really fun fall. So I love your, I love your, uh, you know, storyline of the offseason so far. Next, we're going to go to the man who just recently got engaged. I want to give a shout out to. I, I'm not going to use the nickname he doesn't like. We'll just call him King Joel. You know, at King Joel Three, I think is the Twitter account Joel. Again, another congratulation on the happy engagement, you and your beautiful bride-to-be. Uh, for you, outside of your own pending nuptials, what's been the story of the offseason? Yeah, appreciate it, Scott. And uh, Andy has also said thank you and that she loves you so much. Um, so, yeah, almost uh, almost as excited to be back on the live show as I am to be engaged, almost. Um, but, yeah, no, I think – for me, I'm, this is kind of like off off script a little bit there, but uh, I think the story of the offseason for me has got to be San Diego State. Like how weird this whole thing has been with them requesting out of the Mountain West, just being in limbo for what was it, a couple weeks, and then having to grovel and go back because 
the Pac-12 is just continually falling on its face. I, I think that's what it's got to be. That's a great one. And, and again, uh, everything that's kind of gone on, Pac-12, San Diego State, Big 12, all that type of stuff, seemingly every day there's more reports coming out. Uh, and it just continues to be just a clown car of hilarity. So I, I love that one. That's a great one, Joel. Uh, how would you like to be a San Diego State fan right now? I would hate it, thinking, hey, we're going to the Pac-12, or at worst, the Big 12 is going to take us. And nope, you're just going to be hanging out with Nevada in the Mountain West. Uh, speaking of, you know, that that West Coast vibe, we've missed them. Rocking a great, I think that is that an ugly sweater K State hat. It looks like it is Cali Mike himself. I don't know what's going on with that hat. It's a it's, killer hat, though. It's uh, it's got Anderson Hall. Oh, there it is. Okay, there. so I, I, I'm it's on the little... se- I'm on the secret day job computer. So like you know the 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 screen isn't the best, but no that yeah that's Anderson Hall. That's a killer hat, man. I snagged this off of uh, Poshmark. You know, I comb some of the the fashion websites for K-State gear. Sometimes you find some gems. Uh, So eBay is a great one, especially if you're looking for like throwback, like bowl game crew neck sweatshirts, some players trying to get rid of some of their old gear. eBay is also great for that. I had a buddy that picked up an old 1980s chalk line K-State jacket. It's incredible. He got it for like 30 bucks unused. Oh man. Yeah. No, I, I, I check out, I, I search some stuff on eBay like once a month just to see what I might find, but amazing hat. Uh, but Callie, Mike, w- what has been the story of the off season so far? What's the one story you're like, man, I wish we had a live show to discuss this. Well, you know, I think I'm going to point to the fact that nobody's really writing about this because I mean, but it is a huge story in my opinion for K-State sports. And that is, the ascension of Gene Taylor. Like, look at the everything he's accomplished. Um, like the opening of all these new facilities recently, the volleyball uh, gym and like all the workout facilities. And then you have the two biggest money-making sports of the university just running on all cylinders incredibly. And this is where like – People aren't necessarily, I mean, people probably write about it from time to time and maybe I'm not seeing it, but it needs to be a bigger story than it is because like KU is always chipping away at us, like trying to say we're, you know, little bro or whatever it is, but like they have the most screwed up house in the state and we're just like totally clean, doing it exactly right and winning at the highest of levels so gene taylor is just killing it i think that's a great point he won uh i think it was the learfield athletic director of the year and i touched on this a couple weeks ago when the volleyball arena just opened up i want to give so much credit to uh it goes back to john curry uh but gene taylor kept it going on especially when we're seeing what's going out uh you know in i guess east of uh, Manhattan, you know, west of where where I'm currently at here in Shawnee, uh, you know, Tornado Alley, still freaking picking up branches and limbs out of my yard, but they're doing it the right way. And credit where credits due for Travis Goff, they have a donor base that is not willing to donate for anything outside of basketball. But we saw the calamity that went on when Rock Chalk Park was built. We see the calamity going on. 
uh, look at Washington State on the like they might have to declare bankruptcy because their athletic department is in so much debt. You look around the entire landscape of college athletics, and then you come back to K State doing it all on athletic revenue, all on donors, not taking anything from the students, not taking anything from the state, not taking anything from federal COVID funds. And Gene Taylor has been able to keep that going, and the hires that he's been able to make in the two big revenue sports. You're, you're spot on, Callie Mike. And, uh, you know, I, I think it's probably a, a good thing that uh, I, I think there might be a little animosity between Gene Taylor and the University of Iowa. And I'm glad that there wasn't a draw to go back there. I, I think the more research folks, if folks want to dive into it, they say, hey, no one should have been worried about that. Uh, when we get Gene Taylor on later on in August, one of the first questions I'm going to ask is Chris Kleiman said, this is the last job I'm going to take. I'm going to finish my career at K-State. I'm going to ask Gene Taylor that, and I would imagine that he is going to say the exact same thing. Um, so great one, Callie Mike. Let's go to Matthew next. Matthew, what has been the story of the year so far? Maybe. See, I've, I've missed this. Matthew going once. Matthew going twice. All right, we're gonna go to Zach next. Matthew, I'll give you another shot later. If you if you just want to listen in, that's fine. If you want to put it in the chat, that's cool. Uh, I'm just happy for everyone here. Zach, I'm gonna go to you, my friend. What has been the story of the offseason from your perspective? Um First and foremost, I didn't know we were going to be doing video. You can um, if you want. You don't have to. At first, I wasn't going to. Then I saw some folks throw their video up. You know, I had a shirt on. You know, I had a hat so no one could see my gross hair at the moment. Uh, so, you know, you can if you want. If you don't want to, that's fine as well. No pressure. We'd love you next time. I'll, next time, I think I'll do that. Get on my front of my computer. Um, so the question is the story of the offseason, right? Yeah, what, what's been like the moment where you're like, damn, I kind of wish we had a live show this week. Now, does that relate to like K-State or just in general? I mean, it can be K-State. It can be K-State adjacent. You know, I it, it's July 19th. We've been away from the live show for about 100 days. I'm not going to be a stickler for the rules uh, today. Now, once we get into August, once we get closer to kickoff, if this live show keeps going, I'm going to get back to that authoritarian, like authoritative, authoritarian, Jesus, authoritarian Scott Wildcat when it comes to these live shows. And if you're not following the rules, I'm going to boot you. But today, whatever you want. Yeah, I mean, I would say that, you know, I take a cop out and do some rent free stuff and say, you know, KU Stadium, the funding and where it's coming from, blah, 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 blah. Um, I think it's now shifted probably to Northwestern. Um, that's an insane story and is going to have some ramifications throughout college football, possibly down the river. So we'll see how that goes. I think that's been the biggest – I just jumped to the top of the biggest storyline of the offseason. Yeah, Northwestern, I, I think it's beyond just that because I, I, I think everyone who has been involved in uh, – even high school athletics, anyone definitely who's been involved in college athletics, everything is evolving. I think it's good to society that we're evolving. I think hazing is dumb. Uh, 
you know, get rid of all that. But I think a lot of college football coaches probably saw what was going on instantly, you know, got the seniors and said, Hey, if anything like this is going on, it needs to stop now. Um, So it'll be interesting. The entire Northwestern athletic department seems to be in absolute chaos because it's not just football. It sounds like baseball, volleyball, even the cheerleading team, all sorts of stuff going on there. Um, so Northwestern, it is getting ugly. And, and I'll also say this, uh, you know, shout out to K-State fans uh, all over the place uh, because you talked about the rent free, the stuff back and forth with KU fans. I'll, I'll say this because it was brought up in one of the Q&A shows and shout out to Powercat Ryan who said it. I think K-State fans, I think with the success the two major programs had and then with the volume of K-State fans specifically on Twitter, uh, we're starting to see TCU fans and folks from the outside say, hey, is this a real rivalry? Is K-State-TCU a rivalry mainly stemming, I think, from these games plus what's going on online? Uh, always getting Farmageddon stuff, always getting Sunflower Showdown stuff, but you know, going head-to-head with Nebraska fans and Missouri fans and Colorado fans again. It's like, you know what? The Big 8 just needs to get back together because you know, K-State fans, we're taking on all comers, new and old, online. So I, I, I like that, Zach. I, I think it's been a fun offseason, uh, especially since, you know, Iowa State fans have been were like quiet for about two months before they tried to, you know, come up with weird reasons of why our Big 12 championships don't count. So. Iowa State fans have gone into just hiding. I mean, they they don't they, have the same tenacity they had two years ago. Yeah, they, they try to throw like, you know, a sucker punch and then run away. Uh, so shout out to them. Uh, let's get to Hayes next. Hayes, my friend, welcome back. What has been, in your opinion, the story of the offseason as you're rocking? I think it's Stanford shirt. Uh-oh. You have something to a- tell us, Hayes. Are you going to be joining, you know, on the farm podcast or whatever, you know, Stanford people call it? I was about to say it's kind of ironic I'm wearing this. Um it's just, I tried to break into their stadium. You have to buy a shirt when you do that. So, um, but yeah, I was going to say the whole Pac-12 situation. It's just, it's pretty hilarious opening up Twitter about once a week and seeing that they're a couple of days away from a new deal. And now we're probably over a year into that and just watching that whole debacle go down. And then the San Diego State stuff involved in it too. And wondering if we're getting Colorado or whatever. I think there's a picture somewhere out there in the world of Bill Snyder wearing like a Stanford's uh, jumpsuit. Uh, <laughs> so you you might be in good company there. I, I I saw some some people's look. So this is a call out to any of the boneheads who are listening. Tweeted out. I think there's a picture of of Bill Snyder like in. It might not be Stanford, but it's like another school. It's like uh you know a windbreaker and like wind pants like from like the late '90s, early 2000s of another school. So I, I, it might, I think it's Stanford, but I'm not sure. Maybe so, USC. Oh, it might be. I don't know. It, it's, it's, it's obscure. Uh, that's just kind of what made me think of it. Um, Since, since it was brought up a couple times, we'll just go around uh, the horn just real quick. What's your prediction with the PAC 12? Uh, you know, it doesn't have to be anything specific with uh, TV stuff, but San Diego state apparently not being added right now. So, uh, let, let's just kind of call our shots. You know, are they going to be a ten-team conference? Will they end up expanding, or will they collapse? Will the Big Twelve take anything? Just when it comes to membership of the pack, what is going to happen? We'll start with Cali Mike out there in California. Um, I think that 
Colorado and Arizona are going to join the Big 12. Uh, and where the Pac-12 goes from there, I don't know. They're probably just going to add some, you know, they'll probably get San Diego State to, to join and whomever else, I don't know. Uh, they will sustain in some form, but I think they lose those two schools. All right, we'll go to Joel next. Joel, what's your prediction? What's going to happen membership-wise in the Pac-12? Yeah, I'm pretty much in line with Cali Mike. I think Colorado, Arizona leave. They grab SDSU and try to justify SMU somehow. That's also a rant. Like, there's like a week long period where SMU's like, "Yeah, fuck it, we're we're in the Pac-12 now." So, uh, th- that was funny. I I don't really have a lot of love for SMU. That was a funny. That was a funny week. I will go, Ethan. What's your prediction of what's going to happen out west? I think Oregon goes to the Big Ten and they get SDSU and Rice just because Rice is funny. That would be funny. That would be funny. We'll go Zach. Zach, what's going to happen with our friends out in the Pac-12? Zach is muted. Great jersey and helmets in the background, though. That's a cool little setup. Oh, shit. Yeah, thanks. Uh, I'm a helmet collector. Um, Yeah, I was going to say Oregon and Washington will eventually go to the Pac. well, not the packet, the Big Ten. And honestly, I think that it's more likely at this – to me, just my hunch is that it's more likely at this point that the Pac-12 adds, um, let's say, San Diego State and SMU that, and then and stays at like 12. Then Colorado and Arizona comes to – or not Arizona. Arizona? Were they the one that was supposed to come? Yeah, because Arizona State, they got AAU status, and they think they're awesome now, and – they don't want to come yeah. to the big big 12 which is wild but yeah so i don't know i feel like that's more likely a scenario right now just for like a few years at least all right so. we'll go we'll go to stanford hayes next stanford hayes what's going to happen with uh, your preferred conference yeah i think <laughs> um i think colorado is going to join the big 12 but i i'm starting to think that it's only going to be colorado um, just because we've always kind of thought they needed to come in pairs, but um, your mark doesn't really seem that intent on something like that, like with all the other schools mentioned that could be joining. So they could come in with some random UConn or I know you hate that, but one of those, one of those schools. Um, and then Oregon and Washington will essentially keep the Pac-12 together because I don't think they're getting a Big Ten bid soon. I think eventually they do, but not in the next few years. And then, yeah, they'll try to supplement with some G5s, and it won't go well, but they'll be they'll sustain it somehow. I think that's a good prediction. Before we move on to our next, for our next topic, shout out to our friends Charlie Hustle, folks. If you want the most comfortable, officially licensed K-State gear in the world, you need to be checking out charliehustle.com. I'm going to whisper this part because it hasn't been officially released yet, but there's going to be some cool NIL shirts coming out soon. But hey, beyond that, they also have great Kansas City landmark stuff, the Crown Town stuff if you're into Kansas City baseball, the Arrowhead collection if you like what's going on in red and gold down in Raytown, 
and the sporting club collection. Hey, the soccer team's not good, but the gear is. The classic Casey Hart shirts and all sorts of landmark stuff. And hey, maybe if we bug them enough, they might have a Felix and DK Uzama shirt later on as well. So check them out. And hey, it's never too early to start thinking about crew neck sweatshirt season, the most comfortable crew necks in the world. If we're still doing this live show, come late September, you're only going to see me in Charlie Hustle crew necks basically until May or June. CharlieHustle.com. Check them out today. All right. So we just got done with Big 12 Media Days. And I love Big 12 Media Days. I actually like how it happened last, or this year because it was going on during the MLB All-Star break. There was nothing going on. I actually felt like the Big 12 got a little bit more national pub than it usually does. So my question is, which Wildcat who was not on any of the preseason honors and the preseason All-Big 12 team do you think has the best chance to make it into the first team, first team postseason all Big 12 team. Let's go back to the ambassador himself as I'm playing with scissors. Kids, don't do that. Uh, Ethan, the ambassador cat, rodeo cat, who do you think it's going to be? Oh, man, I wasn't ready for first team. Um, someone someone that I, I I think there's where there's smoke, there's fire. So I'm going to I'm going to be talking about Marquis Siegel. Um, safety transfer from uh, North Dakota State. Um, you know, that pipeline is strong. We, we're really good with our transfer DBs, and he's we love length, and he's got length. So I think that that's a not the safest bet, but it's the one that was in my head. It might not be the safest bet, but again, I, I, I like where your head's at. Where there's smoke, there's usually fire. And he was a guy that was consistently being brought up by Kobe, Sav- Kobe Savage last week. Daniel Green and Chris Kleiman himself. Uh, let's go to Mr. Joel, Joel, OP Joel, Kansas Joel, Joko Joel, because I can't call you pinstripe Joel. Who is your pick for most likely guy to end up on the postseason first team that was not on any of the preseason lists? Um, yeah, the Yankees freaking suck, dude. Baseball season has not been fun in the Alderson house right now. Um, but. Dude, yeah, the first round kind of threw me for a loop as well. I'm going to go. There's I mean, so come many on. Receivers Pick first team all Big 12 or not. I mean, I don't need any of this, you know, sneaking in with honorable. Oh, uh, we, we we think that, uh, you know, Will Ancio is going to be a honorable mention all freshman team. No, we're, we're not. We're playing for keeps here. So who 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 is the most likely guy, first team all Big 12, that was not on the preseason list? Okay. Um. I felt it was kind of crazy that we didn't get another lineman on the list, I guess. Um, probably not Gilly. KT, maybe? He's a dog. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to go KT. I had KT on my ballot. Uh, and sh- you know what? Shout out to my super secret sources. Uh, Cooper BB had 10 other Offensive Player of the Year awards. It wasn't just me. There was, there was nine other people, but... I had KT on my list, and again, uh, I think I think there's going to be a lot of NFL scouts in Manhattan this year, and I, I think they're going to have a very close eye on KT. I actually think his future might be in at the at guard as well in the NFL. So I like that pick, Joel. I I, I think he is the second best offensive lineman, and I think they're gonna I think they're gonna do well enough on that left side that both of them can make it. 
Uh, we'll go out to the West Coast uh, where it's only 527 right now. Callie Mike, just fresh off work. Who's going to be on the first? T- who's going to be a first team all conference guy who's not on any of the preseason lists? I think it's pretty obvious that there's a huge gap to fill here with the uh, with Deuce going to the Cowboys, and it's going to be DJ the Blue Jay Giddens, uh, first team All Big Twelve. He's just a powerhouse. He's uh, he's going to get all the touchdown runs. You know the short short yardage at the goal line. He's going to have a massive year. I like that one. And uh, the only reason I didn't put him or uh, Treshawn Ward on my list, I don't know how they're going to break out the touches. Uh, I was talking with friend of the show, Drew Galloway, about this very thing. If you look at all the touches Deuce Vaughn had last year, you know, it was up over, you know, 100 and, and what was that? Not 100, like. 380. I don't remember. It was a ton. It was a ton. I think there are enough carries and receptions out of the backfield for both Treshawn Ward and DJ, the blue Jay Giddens to have between 160, 180 carries. And I think that could be enough that both of them make postseason lists. Will either of them get high enough numbers to be number one. We'll find out. Uh, but I like it. Cause I do think DJ will be the guy who has more touchdowns. But Treshawn Ward might be, you know, fourth round, fifth round draft pick because uh, I think he'll be going pro after this season. We'll go down to, hey, a lot of California connection. I, I just picked up on it. Of course, Cali Mike is always and then Hayes in the Stanford shirt. So, I mean, lots of, you know, Cali love on here. We're still putting music that we took off of YouTube uh, very, very legally. Don't go and take all of our old episodes down. We, we might have to have some Tupac at the uh, end of this episode. Lots of Cali love going on. But Hayes, who do you think is going to be on the first team all Big 12 list that did not make the preseason list? Um, I've been kind of surprised and um, worried that I haven't heard his name much this year, but Taylor Portier, because I feel like last year we were hearing, I don't know if his injury recovery isn't going great, but I feel like last year there was so much talk about him among K-State saying that he's potentially the best lineman on the team and now he should be back from an early season injury and no one's talking about him at all. So I feel like he has a good chance to end up up there because if what they said last year about him is close to true, then he should be really good this year. That's a great shout. And and I, I find myself kind of forgetting about Taylor Portier. Um, he he was being referenced as hey maybe he's the best guy um and with you know actually i'm i'm not going to i'm not going to say it because i don't eh, no i i think it's out there i think everyone knows that duffy's injured he's going to be out early in the season i will be interested to see how they shuffle things and what they're going to do with that right side of the offensive line uh, because I do think Taylor Poitier is better than Hayden Gillum. I think he's better than Panzer. Um, and then you have that right tackle spot open. How are you going to deal with that? You're going to put, uh, you know, line gang out there. You're going to put Carver Willis, one of the young tackles out there. Um, it, I mean, I don't know. And, and what's wild is Taylor Poitier is only like played in like four games. This poor guy needs to have a double knee brace, a triple ankle brace, <laughs> elbows everything i don't i need this guy to play all 13 games i need taylor portier to play all 13 games uh but come back next year also please 
Uh, don't don't like play so well that you have to go to the NFL and make money. If you do, awesome. I'm proud of you. But I'd like him to come back next year. But I, I like that shout, especially if he's as good as hyped. And I it sounds like he's back. It sounds like he will be full contact when they lace up the pads here in less than 15 days, folks. Less than 15 days from them getting pads. Uh, so that's a great answer, Hayes. Uh, let's go to Zach, who uh Again, we're not going to publish the video. We're not getting onto YouTube, even though that's where all the growth is in the sports industry. I want to give a shout out to Zach because he's just like catapulting his cat back and forth, giving, you know, full frontal nudity, cat nudity here on the Zoom. Uh, So that's what folks are missing if you're not participating in the live show. Uh, But Zach, who is going to be the guy who is first team all Big 12 that wasn't on the preseason? To me, it's an obvious one. It's going to be Austin Moore. Um, correct. He wasn't on there, I think. Uh, nope, that's 100% correct. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that's the obvious one to me, Austin Moore. Um, I mean, he was like to me really, really good last year. And I think that you can argue he's got this is gonna maybe be a hot take, but a higher ceiling than Daniel Green. So I I think I mean, that that might be a hot take, especially if Daniel Green's healthy. But you know, I I mean, I appreciate the hot take, man. Austin Moore, I think is is a pretty safe answer on that question. So, all right, so I, I got to bring it up. Nobody nobody picked Will Howard, um, so he's probably going to clip this podcast and listen to it every single day as motivation. Uh, so I just wanted to make that observation that, uh, you know, all of us here now are saying, uh, you know, will the thrill Howard not going to be first team all big 12? Uh, not a single one of you guys. Tell you. Callie Mike had a good point. You know, if if anyone would have said, you know, will Howard, everyone would have done it. So I, I'm going to go with that. Everyone is saying it's a given. I think, I think that is a good one. Um, so what we're going to do here, folks, uh, what we're going to do here is we're going to be silent for like, three seconds because your boy's trying to get paid and we're trying to drop, you know, a pre-played ad right in the middle. I don't feel that bad about it because I listen to freaking six ten and eight tens. Everyone's doing it now. So we're going to go silent for like three seconds. And then we're going to get into the third question. Hopefully you guys just listen to something and I'm making some money. Yes. Kobe Savage was on the first team preseason, all big 12. Another shout out to Will the Blanket Lee. Uh, still a shocking name, uh, if I'm being honest. Anyone with the last name Lee going with Will? Maybe we should call him Bill Lee. I don't know. I think I think he's going to be awesome. I think that's another great shout. Uh, it's going to be a fun one to pay attention to. Uh, final question, and depending on how long this goes, uh, we'll, we'll do cheers and jeers at the end. I might come up with something on the fly uh, since we're only about 30 minutes in. But the next question is, which Big 12 team do you think is getting too much love and which team isn't getting enough? Uh, and you guys can take this however you want. You can say, you, you can go whatever direction. There isn't a threshold for too much or not enough love. You guys just go wherever your heart desires. We're going to the Rodeo Cats, the Ambassador, Ethan, Ethan, which Big 12 team currently in the buildup to this uh, season as we sit here on July 19th, 7.35 p.m. is getting too much love, and who do you think deserves a little bit more? 
Okay, because I said the president that we weren't going to talk about Will Hour, I'm going to start it off and just say that KU's getting too much love. They're they're showing out with their drip chains and their their co- their coaching staff is getting all this hype for their offense and stuff. And some of that is deserved, but not to this extent. Um, you know, we still we've won so many years in a row, and they haven't had a winning season in so many years in a row. So I'm just going to come out and say that they don't deserve the hype that they're getting. And I think that Tech should be three instead of four in the preseason polls. Um, just seeing that um, seeing that bowl game last year really just opened my eyes. And the Texas win was pretty cool, too. So Tech should be bumped up, and then KU should be taken down a peg. There we go. Lot, lots or two. Of, or two. Peg or two. I love I love it. I love it. Uh, honestly, and this is something I'm gonna enjoy watching. I think KU, especially Jalen Daniels, I think I think he's kind of embracing the whole like villain thing. He he he's I think he's going all in on this kind of new KU football persona and uh good for him because if if they end up doing better than I anticipate, because I I would be betting the under five and a half, uh, which I'm starting to see at some books, it's come down from six and a half down to five and a half. Um, I mean, if they go over, I mean, good for them. Uh, but if they go under, I think he's going to be hearing a lot of it in opposing stadiums and on social media. So that'll be an interesting thing to follow. Uh, let's go to Joel. Uh, you know, uh, ho- hopefully, you know, you're not going to do a uh, fall Saturday wedding. Uh, so you can see all the big 12 games to your heart desires. Uh, what do you think it is? Who's getting too much love? Who's not getting enough? No, you know, that was rule number one, my boy. There's no fall weddings in my future ever. Um, but yeah, too much hype, dude. It's gotta be Texas. Like, come on. What has Sark ever freaking done? Like he's, I, I do not understand it. There's going to be quarterback drama. The donors are going to get pissed at some point. Arch is going to play. He's probably not going to be as good as everybody thinks. People are going to be wanting whatever his name, mullet head back in the game. He's probably going to throw a bunch of picks. Like, yeah, Texas is not anywhere close to being one. Three or four, okay. One, you're out of your freaking mind. Um the team, I think, that's not getting enough love as much as I absolutely hate saying this, UCF. I think UCF could be okay. Gus Malzahn, they had a pretty good recruiting class. Like, they have a quarterback coming back. So, a lot of those secret ingredients you need to have a good team. So, yeah, I think those are my two. I think those are both great shouts. Uh Texas, it, it kind of is like one of those things where it's like, all right, you know, can they finally live up to what they have on paper and what can Sark do? But on, on the UCF topic, uh, they're the only of the newcomers bringing back a quarterback, I believe. I think they have the best coach. Um, they're going to be spicy. And uh, I think there's going to probably be a few thousand uh, you know, black and gold UCF fans up in Manhattan because that will be their first Big 12 game opening up on the road. Uh, so that's going to be an interesting one. I think low-key, that might be one of the more interesting games on K-State's schedule. 
so it, it'll be a fun one to watch. Uh, you know, from my super secret intel, it, they might have the most away fans in Bill Snyder Family Stadium this year, uh, mainly because Iowa State fans are going to go in hibernating for another 15, 20 years. Uh, let's go to Callie Mike next. Callie Mike, who's getting too much love? Who's not getting enough? Um, so I I know that we have a good relationship with this team on Twitter, and I'm probably not doing enough research to make this claim, but I think Texas Tech is probably getting too much love. Um, I don't really believe it until I see it with them. Uh, you know, I I can't I can't see them making this huge jump that everybody's claiming they're going to make. Uh, so that's just a, a gut feeling, really subjective. Um, but then in terms of not enough, uh, probably Baylor, honestly, because they, you know, they've had some drop off a little bit this last season. Um, but I just think that, uh, and I, this is like, just like, uh, Joel said, I, I hate to even say Baylor, but, um, they seem to be running their program pretty well, I think, uh, doing things the right way. And so I could see them doing a little better than most people think. Dave Aranda, I think uh, if you're just wanting to talk human beings, uh, we'll, we'll see how we can do as a football coach this upcoming year. But as a human being, I think Dave Aranda seems like one of the best human beings in the Big 12. And I don't think I've ever seen a coach so bluntly in front of all the media, like say I screwed up last year because I spent too much of my time trying to save players on my team versus just cutting bait and moving on. Um, wildly transparent. Like uh, this is like year number two under Chris Kleiman transparent, maybe too transparent. Um, but he, he said that right there in Arlington. And, and that was one of the most jarring things I heard uh, from my office because i didn't go down there i'm going down there next year damn it i make i make that vow and maybe we'll have a competition i will get one bonehead credentialed to come down to arlington with me the only thing is you have to ask a question to matt campbell assuming he's still at iowa state next year uh so here i am saying stuff that i may or may not follow through on 11 months from now uh let's go to hayes and then we'll wrap this one up with zach hayes uh, I know you're a connoisseur because you are, I think, I think I read this in a story. You're a 70% gambler, one of the best gamblers, college football gamblers in the world. So I'm sure you're uh, following this closely. Uh, who do you think's getting too much love? Who's not getting enough? Um, I think Iowa State would be getting too much and they're already pretty low, but they're super secret, not secret at all. Gambling scandal is going to be a problem and a very big one and i could definitely see them being in the cellar and just good old-fashioned iowa state football um and then i hate this everyone else is going to hate it more but i love ou this year um i actually think this is my hot take is we're wearing white in arlington and ou's home um so yeah i just um, I think Dylan Gabriel was really good. And I think a lot of their issues last year were injuries and things of that nature. And their schedule is probably the easiest in the 12. Um, I could definitely see them being at the top of the conference, but they're not winning that game. So that's all that matters. 
I think I'd give like my left pinky toe to play OU in Arlington and beat them in the final one. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I don't, uh, I don't know what they're going to do. I'm not a big believer in their talent, but you said it, they have the easiest schedule, uh, easiest schedule uh, in the big 12. So we'll see what happens there. We'll go to Zach and then uh, uh, we got tan may uh, we'll go to you next. Um, Zach, who's getting too much love. Who's not getting enough. Um. I'm going to agree with Callie Mike and say that um, Texas Tech's getting too much love. Um, same thing he said. Um, no problems with them. Um, they're quite enjoyable followers on Twitter. Um, but just, I, I'm not buying into Joey McGuire just yet. I took a look at their recruiting class and it's actually really good. Um, they're supposed to get like a five star wide receiver. Like that's a foregone conclusion right now, at least. Um, so like he's putting together like a ridiculous class. Um, so the future is really bright. I don't think they're going to, it's going to translate yet. I see like eight and five, right? I think a lot of people are saying they're like an outside shot to be what, like 10 and three, something like that. Big 12 uh, title game appearance. I don't see it at all. Um, I'm going to go with a hot take on the team, not getting enough love just because to, just to mix it up. Um, let me go with BYU because it just seems like they can randomly go from like four and eight to nine and three when they were in the mountain West or independent. So just give me, because you know, the recruits are like never listed. Right. A lot of times just give me them randomly coming out of nowhere. This is something I've brought up about BYU and it probably will take a few years before we figure out what to expect with them. Um, their recruiting base is never going to change. Uh, they're going to keep grabbing the same guys. Uh, and they're starting offensive line when we, well, I guess we're not playing them, but any given year, they're starting offensive line. They could all be like 25 and 26 without the COVID year. Um, the, the whole getting to take a two-year mission thing um, really, really creates an interesting dynamic uh, that, that I don't know how to account for. Um, so I wouldn't be shocked if BYU ended up seven and five this year. Um, I'd be shocked if they were like eight and four, nine and three, but you know, I think that's a good shout. I think that's a good shout. Um, let's go to, uh, Tan May next. Uh, and and I'm horrible with names. So if I, if I'm butchering that, uh, please. No, you got it correct, bro. Perfect. I, you know me, I am horrible. I don't, I'm, I'm bad. I, I read well, I can, I I know it in my head, you know, but I'm I'm a numbers guy. I'm a, I'm a big numbers guy. Secret day oh, job loves what I am with numbers, so I'm glad I had it right. Uh, who in the Big 12 is getting too much love in the preseason? Who's not getting enough? I think that one sports team, we all know who we're talking about. They're, they're just not getting enough love at all. While the other one, they're so overrated. Their quarterback, very bad. All right, there we go. Uh, there we go. Uh, how'd you find the show? Because I'm, I'm guessing it dropped in, you know, bored. I, I tell me your story, Tanmay. So I'm very interested in sports, specifically the sport we're talking about. Love it. Can't get enough of it. <laughs> I love it. This is better than uh, you know some of the random people who would jump in on Spotify Green Wall or Green Room 
who were trying to uh, push Satanism on the show uh, and some other really bad stuff. So shout out to Tan May. Uh, you're welcome anytime. Uh, we got about 13 minutes left is what I had allocated. Uh, we can just do, uh, we'll do, we'll do this rapid, rapid question. Uh, sh- and this is kind of inspired by Zach, our back and forth talking about football uniforms uh, the other night on Twitter. Uh, if K-State had to do one game without the Powercat logo this upcoming season on the white helmet, because they're never going to change the silver helmet, what decal would you like to see this upcoming year? Uh, on the white helmet, uh, but I don't think they're going to do it. So uh, we'll see. We'll start with Ethan. Ethan, what do you want to see? I, I feel like a oh, horse we'll would be a great decal. Like a miniature pony would be amazing. <laughs> okay. We got miniature pony from Tanmay. Uh, Ethan, uh, the ambassador, what would you like to see? Um, probably the the brand, like the ag brand, the KS brand. There we go. Very on brand for Rodeo Cat. We'll go to Joel. I've been shouting this one, uh, I feel like, from the rooftops forever. But give me a outline of the state of Kansas with K-State in the middle of it. It's super clean, pays homage to the state. I think it'd be fire. I love it. We'll go to Cali Mike. Uh, I think just because we haven't seen it on a uniform yet, as far as I know, correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, Sailor Willie uh, on the helmet. And I'm going to go a step further and say you got to do it during the KU game because I know we're going to pound them, and that would just be epic. There you go. Uh, although I think the uh, equipment manager in his article with D. Scott Fritchie said the KU game will never uh, be anything but the traditional. But, hey, I actually don't think – I don't think we'll see the white pants or white helmet uh, this year or next year um but we'll see uh, i know that makes zach happy and all the olds uh hayes what would you like to see if that weren't the case this would never happen but this uh, one <laughs> yes the <laughs> we ride shirt oh man very proud of that that that's a great one we might need to pass that design off to charlie hustle for the folks who weren't uh signing up for our uh sports uh book partnership last year no sports book Just partnership FYI. this year I couldn't sign up for it, so otherwise I would have had that shirt. I could have done a proxy. Well, well, just everyone just just DM me. <laughs> um, but our official shirt partner is Charlie Hustle. Zach, uh, what would you like to see? You have to say something. So I've got two options. One is Willie's head, and the other <laughs> is the traditional – Silver helmet in the middle. <laughs> when so. you drop when you drop those uh, MS Paint, uh, you know uh, things on Twitter. I, I always love it when you do that. So that's great. All right, uh, we're gonna end it with cheers and jeers. Uh, different podcasts do different versions of this all the time, uh, but basically it is all right. Give either a final positive shout out or a final negative shout out. Either cheers or jeers. Whatever you want. We're going to start with Tanmay. Tanmay, cheers or jeers, anything you want, my friend. All right. Uh, I'd like to shout out my homie, Frederick. He just died of cancer. Oh, shit. Well, shout out to Frederick. Uh, RIP, my friend. Um, Not fun. We'll go to Ethan. Ethan, cheers or jeers? 
Come back to me. I'm not ready yet. Okay. Ethan's not ready. Lots of emotions going on. Uh, we'll dedicate this show to Frederick. Shout out to Frederick. Uh, Joel, cheers or jeers? Uh, yeah. Ooh, a little. I'm going to give a little sweet and sour on this one. Uh, big cheers to my boy Uso. King Uso, been getting a lot of love recently. I think he'll show out a lot this year. Um, my jeers go out mainly to um, KU and Missouri. I hate you both. I uh, just hope you all know that. I, I tell you what, that Mizzou game, I, I, I don't want to fast forward to it because you got to enjoy every moment of football season, but I can't wait for that one. Um, we'll go to Callie Mike next. Callie Mike, cheers and jeers. Uh, I'm going to give a cheers to Brett Yormark for taking my guy Jerome Tang uh, and Tomlin to New York, Rucker Park, Big 12 days. Uh, I've enjoyed that content on Twitter. Um, and I'm just going to stick with the cheers. I don't, I don't have any negativity for anyone right now. I love it. We'll give uh, the ambassador another shot. Ethan, what do you have for us? Yeah, I'm just going to give some, some cheers to um, – shoot, I had something it's gone. But, you know, just, just cheers to – oh, yeah, the QB1 documentary. I really liked that. It was really good. And um, it feels like even if your quarterback wasn't on that, if you don't watch uh, NFL – it was a good show, and uh, I don't have any jeers. Um, come back to me in a few weeks on that. There we go. We'll go to Hayes, and then we'll wrap up with Zach. Hayes. Cheers to uh, whichever one of us wins the Powerball tonight, and jeers uh, to um, – I don't know. I was just reminded with all the rivalry stuff today of how scum TCU fans are, so just jeers to them. <laughs> There we go, and we'll wrap up with Zach. Zach, someone who's been a big proponent of bringing back the live show, sounds better on Zoom than he ever did on any of the apps. Cheers sure. and cheers. Um, let me give my cheers to a good friend of mine, uh, Benjamin Sins, or Ben Sinnott, as he's better known as, just because I love to call him Benny Sins. Um, and then cheers. Uh, I'll go with the theme of regional fan bases that I don't like. Um, KU, Mizzou, specifically Mizzou today. Like, they're just insane. So, There we go. Well, there it is, folks. After almost a full 100 days uh, gone, the live show is back. I think it went well enough that we'll commit to doing it again next week. If you're just now listening to it on the RSS feed, be sure to check it out on Twitter. We will tweet out the uh, meeting invite a couple days early so that way our guy tan may can join us next week as well and we will tweet it I out again it, girl and we'll tweet it out again once it goes live please check out our sponsors charliehustle.com for the most stylish and comfortable officially licensed k-state apparel and remember it's never too early to start thinking about crew next season and manhattan brewing company i promise you your new favorite beer is waiting for you on tap at manhattan brewing company so for all the boneheads for Chauncey, who's staring at me and has been staring at me the entire show. He's the best dog in the world. We love you guys, and go Cats. It's time to get set for the cat attack. You can feel the excitement. You can feel it coming on. For Kansas State, the 
feelings growing strong. You can join in the action. This is where you wanna be. With Kansas State, come on, set your spirit free. Kansas State, our pride is with the cats. Kansas State, come on, join the cat attack. Kansas State, excitement's in the air. Kansas State, the fun is being there. Having a good time there. Purple and white we share. Showing our colors Podcast Network.